Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chibata collection. How do you want it? Ooh, I'll take the slam poetry. Sure. <clears throat> Italian Chibata with fresh mozzarella. When hunger reigns, you're my flavor umbrella. Tasty garlic steak and provolone. With you, my taste buds are never alone. Savory chicken pesto, you have my affection. For you complete the Chibata collection. Thank you. Get them before they're gone at Subway. Limited time only at participating restaurants. This is Movie Fighters. This is the show where Chris Sims and I, Matt Wilson, we watch movies and beat those movies up. Chris, we yes, wanted to Matt. do something fun. We did. It's another it's another one of those instances where we we give ourselves a little present. We give ourselves a little treat in this case. That's right. We didn't trick ourselves. We didn't play ourselves. We, we're not watching something we're going to hate. Matt, I just realized it's been... We've done, like, two episodes of War Rocket Ajax in October, and we have forgotten that we always do tricks and treats instead of checks and recs in October. Well, we still have time to do yeah. those before it's Halloween. But we are giving ourselves a treat for Movie Fighters this month. We are watching, from Hammer Films, The Satanic Rites of Dracula. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. I, as you know, Matt, I love those Hammer Draculas. You do? Now, I was not aware. I've seen a good many of these movies. Same. But I was not aware of how big of a gap there was between the first Hammer Dracula, which came out in 1958. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's 58. And the following films... Uh, the next one was Dracula AD 1972, which is a wild movie. No, that could not possibly be the second one. It's the... Well, okay, no, sorry. It is not the third in the series. It is the third with Peter Cushing as Van Helsing and Lee yeah. as Dracula. It's yes. the seventh. It's the seventh and final Christopher Lee Dracula movie. So, so okay, I I misread. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. It's the seventh and final of the Christopher Lee Dracula movies. So um, it's just that Peter Cushing wasn't in all of these. He was only in yes. three of them. Peter Cushing is not in all of them. Christopher Lee is in all of them as Dracula, and he rules super hard. So let, let's look at the list, because I didn't realize this is actually the, the last of the bunch. Um, there is one last movie called The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. That is a Shaw Brothers Hammer Films co-production that is not as good as you want it to be. Yeah, you would think, yeah. Um, but that doesn't have Christopher Lee in it. The yeah, list it does of have movies, weirdly enough. Weird. The list of movies, okay, so there's not a huge gap between these. There's Dracula in 58. Uh, A.K.A. Horror of Dracula. 
in America, that one is often known as, to distinguish it from the Todd Browning Dracula. Correct. There is The Brides of Dracula. That's from 1960. Extremely dope. Dracula, the Prince of Darkness. Now, that one did have a pretty big gap from 1960 to 1966. Right. Then Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. That's 1968. Obviously. That movie rules. That movie rules. It has a great poster, in case you were wondering why I said it. It is a picture of a lady with two band-aids on her neck, and it says, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave, parentheses, obviously. Taste the Blood of Dracula, 1970. My favorite. Chris's favorite. He's talked about it on the Rank and Vile podcast. Yes. Maybe the least known of the bunch is 1970's Scars of Dracula. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. I haven't seen The Brides of Dracula. I haven't seen Scars of Dracula. I believe I've seen all the rest. Uh, Then Dracula AD 1972. Which which also rules. In 1972. That's where Dracula goes to the future. That's where Dracula comes to the 20th century. Yes. And then we have this one, The Satanic Rites of Dracula, which came out in 1973. It it wraps up the story, and it keeps Dracula in the present day. Mm-hmm. No going Ooh. back to olden times. Dracula stays in the now. He can't go backwards, Matt. He can't. He cannot. So you, you've seen this one, I suspect, Chris, before? Okay. I don't know. I actually, the more I think about it, the more I am not sure if I have seen it. Because it is not on one of the collections I have. Because if you were buying these movies, if probably if you are still buying these movies, they are never all available at once. I think there might be now like an expensive Blu-ray set of all the Hammer Draculas. But I have like I have like two different copies of horror of Dracula because I have two different sets because they had various Dracula movies on them. So I own five of them, but I don't. Why is that? Is it a rights thing? Buddy, I have no idea. Because I know the hammer rights are all over the place. I, I think it's the American distribution rights that are the problem. Yeah, that's probably probably true. But I, I yeah. know when Hammer came back into existence, how long ago was that? Like four years ago, five years ago, and made that one movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Woman in Black? There was a whole thing about it. Like, about how hard it had been to bring Hammer back. Yeah. Which is... Which is very frustrating, because that means they're also never all available on streaming. It's like how there's always only one Phantasm available at a given time. And and brother, if it's Phantasm three, I don't get don't show it to me. <laughs> no Phantasm three for Matt Wilson. Great trailer on old Phantasm three, though. That's the best thing about the movie. Yeah, by far. But, but yeah, it, like I, it's it's weird. It's weird how these are all kind of kept separate. And and honestly, the reason why we chose the last movie to go with on this one is because it's on Amazon prime. Yeah. It's the one that's currently streaming and is like, it's the only one that's currently streaming, which is the frustrating thing. Yeah. It's, 
I believe you're correct. There are a number of other Dracula movies on Amazon Prime, but they're not the Hammer movies. Mm-hmm. There's Dan Curtis's Dracula, the one with Jack Palance. Underrated. From 1974. Yeah. There's a movie called Ghost Bride of Dracula, which looks wild. Uh, that is it too late to change what we are doing today? I... I don't I'm not sure that movie is not pornography <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 gone I've had to go through that every once in a while. Uh there's a there's Dracula Reborn Ooh. from 2016 which I don't know anything about. Sounds that's okay, Dracula Untold is the one that we saw. Yeah, I think Dracula Reborn might be the like Asylum Films version of Dracula Untold. Uh, there's Dracula the True Story from 2000. Dracula Untold is like the Asylum Films version of a Dracula movie, but I understand what you're saying. Um, and then there's a, like a bunch of other like Dracula things that are not actually on Prime that you can buy on Amazon. That's one of the big issues with looking for videos on Amazon is it's just like it's not all prime it's all different stuff but yeah this is the only hammer hammer films dracula that is on here there is yeah. a what appears to be a documentary called dracula a history which has a picture of christopher lee on it <laughs> but go figure um yeah but this is the this is the one that's streaming for the longest time dracula ad 1972 was the one that was available yes and i believe it was on netflix well, well, while it's not a Dracula, for a while uh, there was Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, which also rules, mm-hmm. and is also a wild Hammer movie, was on Netflix and is there no longer. So this is the one that wraps up the story, I guess. Or at least... <laughs> Nothing. None of these movies wrap up a story. There is not like a. There's not a saga. But it's the last. There's not one. a through line. It's the last one. So yeah, yes. it's going to be interesting to to see how how the saga ends. Well, here's the, here's the trick, and this has been going on since Horror of Dracula, is that each Hammer Dracula movie ends with Dracula dying. Yeah. So the beginning of each Hammer Dracula movie is Dracula resurrecting from his previous death, which is the best way to make multiple movies about Dracula. I do think that this one is the most direct sequel to the previous movie of any of these. Okay. It is a pretty direct sequel to Dracula AD 1972. It was was originally titled Dracula is Dead and Living Well in London. That's great. Yeah. That's a terrible title, but I love it. It's a parody of a uh another thing called Jock Brel is alive and living and alive and well and living in Paris. Okay. But Christopher Lee didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, now I have heard that the whole thing about Christopher Lee uh having less dialogue in the, as these movies go on because he refused to say anything stupid was not true, but it's highly believable. Very believable. Here's a quote from Christopher Lee about that title. I'm doing it under protest. I think it is (laughs) fatuous. I could think of 20 adjectives. Fatuous, pointless, absurd. It's not a comedy, but it's got a comic title. 
I don't see the point. <laughs> Christopher Lee was not exactly um in the business of fucking around for not an actor who was famous for playing Dracula. Yeah, he's like no goofiness in these Dracula movies for Christopher Lee. Just didn't want that. Didn't want to deal with that stupid bullshit. I'm doing it under protest. That's very funny. Also worth noting, uh, Lee was offered the role of Dracula opposite Peter Cushing in The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, but he declined it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, there was one more movie that they were in, House of the Long Shadows. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's not a Dracula movie. It is, in fact, a horror parody uh, from 1983. That I think I've seen that movie. That movie kind of rules. It's got Vincent Price in it uh, with Lee and Cushing. Uh, that movie is that's that's one we should keep on our radar for a future movie fighters. Sounds like a good idea, Matt yeah. Wilson. Okay, so we're we ready to watch this. Uh, I was uh, born ready. Born ready. Okay, but before we do, Chris, it's time for the hottest segment in all of podcasting. It's time for a snack situation. Chris, what are you snacking on over there? Matt, uh, it's it's Halloween time. It is. You know this. That's why we're watching my man Dracula. You boy Dracula. And my wife and I went to Target yesterday. And according to Aiden, she said that she could see the change come over me as I got hungrier and hungrier as we were grocery shopping. (laughs) Resulting eventually in me impulse buying a box of Halloween themed Captain Crunch. Now, that's not what I'm eating. But I did want to say I have Halloween themed things available to me. Okay. Uh, Instead... I'm going with an old standby. You know that I go to the farmer's market every Saturday. You do. I, I do know that about you. And I love to get some of that good, good local pico de gallo from my favorite local pico de gallo makers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be eating some fresh pico de gallo and some very cheap tortilla chips. Okay. Not exactly Halloween-y, but delicious nonetheless. No, but look, look, I could go into the kitchen right now and get a bowl of Halloween-themed Captain Crunch. Here's what makes me mad, though. It's like, check out these other spooky flavors, and it's just like regular Captain Crunch. And I'm like, the least you can do is call it, like, eek all berries at Halloween, you know? Make an effort. Just make the effort. That's all I wanted to do. Now, Matt, do you have something spooky that you can be snacking on? I have something trick-or-treaty. Okay. I have some fun-size Kit Kats. Ooh, I do like a fun-size Kit Kat. Let's have this discussion real quick, Chris. When you would go trick-or-treating as a Uh youth. Right, as a youth. Yeah, as a youth. Definitely not something I continue to do today. Right, as a youth. And you would come back with your receptacle of candy, whatever it may have been. I had a little plastic jack-o'-lantern. Was it like a little McDonald's plastic jack-o'-lantern? You know it, buddy. Yeah, okay. What were you the most excited to see in the pile when you dumped it out? Uh, That's that's tough. I I like uh, like paydays. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know. Interesting Man. choice. Like, I like candy. The only candy bar without a chocolate coating on the outside, payday. Yeah, well, you know, it's good. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Matt. It's good stuff. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just. It's just interesting. It really sounds like you're judging. <laughs> Mine was always either Skittles. Back when Skittles were good, before they changed the green you're gonna Skittles. Judge me, and then you're going to come in here and say like Skittles. Skittles are good. How okay. dare you? Or Kit Kats. Kit Kats are solid. Love Kit Kats are quite good. Kit Kats hold up. Yeah, I never, I never get tired of them. Mm, I bet we could get you tired of them. You probably could, but I don't get yeah. tired of them in the way I get tired of like Hershey bars or even Snickers. Right? Mm-hmm. Never get tired of a Kit Kat. That's that's fair. That's fair. I I'll, I'll get tired of a Hershey. I'll get tired of like a, a Snickers. Snickers sounds like a good idea, and then inevitably, like halfway through a fun size Snickers, I'm like, this is this is not that good. It's just hurting my teeth. I get tired of a full size Snickers halfway through. A fun size Snickers, I could just pop and be good with, but like, yeah, the full size, too much. Too much of a good thing. Too Not a super good. fan. So I'm going to eat some Kit Kats. Chris, you're going to enjoy your treat? Your chips and salsa? A savory treat. That's right. A savory gonna Halloween watch. treat. You're going to pretend that that salsa's blood? Oh, you know it, baby. While we watch the Satanic Rites t- of Dracula. I'm going to taste the salsa of Dracula. You can watch along with us on Amazon Prime if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber either way we're going to take a quick little break you're going to hear a musical interlude and an ad we're going to watch the movie we're going to come back and talk about it the starlight lounge presents an evening with the progressive box yeah that's hugo tickling the ivories he just saved by bundling home and auto with progressive gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours hugo Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And we have returned from the grave. Obviously. Of watching The Satanic Rites of Dracula. A.K.A. Dracula is dead and well and living in London. A.K.A. Count Dracula and his vampire bride. That was the version that was distributed in 1979 by Dynamite Films. All bad titles for this (laughs) film. Satanic Including Rites. Satanic Rites of Dracula, honestly. Satanic Rites is pretty on point, though, because the first 20 minutes or so of the movie is all about and around a satanic ritual. Here's the problem with that, Matt Wilson. Okay. Here's here's my response to that. The Satanic Rite of Dracula uh, does not actually do anything. It creates a vampire? 
does it though? Well, it 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 seemingly brings Dracula back. It does make Dracula no, no. return. Dracula's already there because he's the fifth man in the pictures. That's true. Yeah, the satanic rite of Dracula does not do anything. This movie should be called, like, the biotech of Dracula. The business empire of Dracula. Taste the blood of D.D. Dunham. (laughs) D.D. Dunham is a pseudonym used by Dracula in this movie for him to be the biggest landowner in all of England outside the church. And, and, And the royals. All right, here's early in this movie. I said I was going to tell you two things that were both true. Yes. First, this movie rules. Correct. Second, this movie is very bad. <laughs> yeah. It it much the okay. I said before we started uh, watching the movie that it is a pretty direct sequel to Dracula eighty nineteen seventy two. Hmm. It's even more direct than I thought. Yeah. Because this movie has Laura Mervyn Helsing, who is the Van Helsing from Dracula AD 1972. Yeah. The descendant of uh, Abraham Van Helsing, also played by Peter Cushing in Horror of Dracula. And also Lawrence Van Helsing, who is the version from the prologue of AD 1972. Uh Uh-huh. Um, St. Bartolph's is the church in Dracula AD 1972, which is then built over with an office park. Seems by D.D. Dunham. <laughs> it seems like that wouldn't happen, right? I don't know. I, I, that seems plausible for something that could happen in the limited real estate space of London. Okay, uh, and, yeah, because if there's one thing we know about London, it's that they do not like their historical landmarks. Hate them. Um, also, Jessica Van Helsing is in this. She is played by a different actress, but she was a character in AD 1972. She was a member of the hippie group. Yes, and now this is Joanna Limley, who you might know from Absolutely Fabulous, from uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Uh, multiple things in a long career. Long storied acting career over there in the UK. Of which this is not exactly a highlight. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of damseling in this movie <laughs> that occurs. Okay. There's about... How long was this movie, Matt? We, we started at about, what, it's two? Not, it's now 3.45? It's not even an hour and a half long. Yeah. So there's about, like, 45 minutes of script in this film. If even. There is very little dialogue in this movie. I yeah. We got about ten minutes in, and I said, has anyone said a line? You could make a lean episode of Buffy out of this. You're right. You're very right about that. But there's a lot of ritual at the beginning of the movie, and that's another way that I think it's kind of similar to AD 1972. Mm-hmm. AD 1972 is mostly ritual stuff just to bring Dracula back. Yeah, well, so is Taste the Blood. But yeah. Taste the Blood is like, the ritual stuff in that movie is like dope as shit. Yeah. And the plot doesn't kick in until really the second act. And mm-hmm. 
and that's how this movie is too. Dracula does not appear in this movie until after the half hour mark, which is more than a third of the movie's runtime. Yeah. If we are counting his speech, his heavily accented speech as Dee Dee Denham, how many lines do you think Dracula has this movie? Maybe a dozen. I was going to say like, realistically like 30. Uh, yeah, 25, maybe. He talks a lot more at the end. Like, he gets a little chatty at the end. Yeah, when he's like, hey, here's what I'm going to do. By that far, you already know. Yeah, by far Van Helsing has the most lines. Uh-huh. Like, Peter Cushing, P- Peter Cushing is a Peter real chatterbox. <laughs> for the pushing. He's, he's a real chatterbox. But uh-huh. so many of the other characters just say, like, not a ton, and uh, the most obvious things. And also, they're all quite forgettable. Yeah. Like, what can you say about Inspector Murray? <laughs> he does have one good moment, which is when he's like, oh shit, we gotta get the hell out of here. He has two good moments. Because yeah. he says, oh shit, we gotta get the hell out of here. And then one of the vest goons, who we'll talk about more in a minute. Love them vest goons. Tries to kill him at the end of the movie, or like comes into the room where he is, and he goes, uh, can we make a deal? <laughs> Very good. That's Very good stuff. Maybe my favorite moment in the whole movie. Yeah. I wish the guy would have been like, I'm listening. Okay, so let's let's dig into what happens here. We are two years removed. Even though this movie came out the year after AD 1972, it takes place two years later. Which is weird, because there's no real reason for it to take place two years later. Because Dracula had to build that office park. Yeah, but it's like... Very unbelievable that he got that office park built in <laughs> in two years. Like it is as unbelievable as if it would have happened in a year. It is a large building. It's 1974, and a group of the most powerful people in England. A, Not even the most powerful, but like famous. See, right? Because there's one guy who's a Nobel Prize winning scientist, biochemist. Yeah, and there's one guy who's a wealthy landowner. And there's one guy who's in charge. Who's in charge of? Oh, Matt, we gotta read the Amazon description of this movie that makes it sound like the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, we'll read that real quick. But let's talk about the 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 group to start. Okay, so there's one guy who's one guy who's in charge of MI5. Well, yes, there's there's a handful of different very powerful people. And I think there's like a high ranking government guy. Is that the MI5 guy? That's the MI5 guy. That's the guy where they're like, he could drop down to some section. <laughs> they are so mumbly. It's really mumbly dudes in this. And also, one dude keeps on having dialogue while he is shaving with an electric razor. So, which is extremely good. So, there are these five very powerful or famous or members of high society fellows. In this old house in the English countryside, performing a ritual as part of a, a big cult, and and there's more people there. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, extremely naked woman. She is the the sacrifice in the ritual, and there's also a woman chanting all the 
you know, the rites and the the various incantations that are part of the ritual. The ritual involves cutting the throat of a chicken, mm-hmm. pouring the blood on the naked woman. Into into her belly button. Into her belly button. Everybody so makes a little, makes a well. Everybody who's part of the ritual coming by picking scooping some of the blood out of her belly button and making an inverted cross on their foreheads with it. Yes. Then, Very satanic. Then the naked girl is stabbed with a sword. Uh-huh. And it seems as though she has died, but then she sits up, the wound heals, and she becomes a vampire. Right. So I guess the ceremony is about creating new vampires. Well, which we don't know at that point that she's a vampire. The whole thing is like they're supposed to like kill her and then resurrect her to prove the power of this ritual, I think. I guess, but she shows up later in the movie as a vampire. Yes. Oh, no, she's absolutely a vampire. <laughs> like, spoiler warning, one of these five dudes is Dracula. It's Dee Dee Denim. Dee Dee Denim, the landowner. In the midst of all of that, there is an MI5 agent undercover at the house. Well, he's – but he's been uncovered. Yes. Because he when – we, when we join in, we get a – okay. First, we get an extended opening sequence that ju- that's just like panning shots of London with a shadow of Dracula on it. That they like just made a little, little construction paper cut out. That's the opening credits, yeah. Yeah. Then we get this very James Bondy cold open that is not the cold open because we've already done the opening credits. And that's not how that works. And it's this secret agent escaping from the house. Yeah. But he's been uh what do they say, Matt? That he's been he, oh he's he's punchy. He's punchy, which means he's been tortured and beaten. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh he's been systematically Beaten and tortured. Mm. But what was he saying? He was a bit punchy. He's a bit punchy. Yeah, so very he, ridiculous. He manages to escape by cutting some ropes, running out, getting outside somehow. He's chased by these two guys in vests who Love are these the, dudes. the main henchmen of Dracula throughout the movie. No lines of dialogue, but like black pants, black turtlenecks, and then these bruiser Brody ass suede fur lined vests. They're all a little different, but you could tell they're all members of a group. You know, because they all have yeah. Yeah. close to matching vests. And one of them gets shot in the mouth. <laughs> By an MI5 agent. I don't know if they're MI5 or MI6, but since it's happening inside the UK, you'd think it'd be MI5. Um, yeah, th- I'm pretty sure MI6 is fake. International. Right? No, MI6, is MI6 real? Yeah, but it's international. It's it's like, MI6 is like the CIA, MI5 is like the FBI. Okay. I think. I might be, someone may correct me on that, but I think that's MI13 right. is for Draculas. MI13 is for Draculas, correct. Yeah. Whatever the case. Um, he finally gets back to the Secret Service headquarters. Yeah, MI5 is domestic. MI6 is international. I was right. Okay, I thought MI6 was uh, completely fictional. I did not no, know that. Real. So, when they get back, 
to the headquarters, um, the guy dies telling his superiors about this whole ritual that's occurring and what these people are doing in this house. He's got a little tiny, teeny, teeny roll of film inside his watch. Yeah, because he's a spy. Yeah. So they get the roll of film out and develop the pictures, make slides out of them, and they go through slides of all these guys who are, you know, high ranking. But one of the pictures is just of a door. There's nobody in it. And the <clears throat> the Secret Service guys is like, hmm. Seems to have cocked that one up on that that thing. <laughs> yeah, they're basically like, oh, look at this one dead asshole sucks at being a spy. <laughs> they like kind of rip into him. It's very rude. All those spies in this movie are very passive aggressive. Uh-huh. But they don't really know what's going on. They know that there are these powerful people who meet at this house and do weird rituals, but that's kind of all they have. And one dude's like, so what? Is it just some kind of orgy? This isn't really a story. <laughs> yeah. So they end up calling in Inspector Murray, who was also in Dracula AD 1972, from Scotland Yard, because he has dealt with this kind of thing before. He comes in and says, hey, let's bring in Professor Van Helsing, because he might be able to to help us out. Mm -hmm. Now, that's kind of the beginning of the movie. Here's what... Amazon's description of the movie says, On the outskirts of London, a satanic rite is being performed using Mia Martin, who her name is never mentioned in the movie that I can recall, (laughs) to summon back Dracula. They have been infiltrated by a member of MI6 who escapes to warn the government of a plot. Special branch contacts Van Helsing, who recognizes his friend as one of the conspirators. Confronting him, he discovers Dracula's plan to unleash bubonic plague upon the world. Now, that description is not totally wrong. It is not, not inaccurate. Quite right, either. Yeah, that description makes this sound like the dopest fucking movie of all time. Yeah. So when they do call in Van Helsing, he does notice that one of the five guys, the scientist, is an old colleague of his. Mm-hmm. So he decides that he's going to go talk to him and and figure out what's going on while some of the secret agents go to the house down to Pelham house down to Pelham house and try to investigate there my favorite thing about this whole decision of who's going to go investigate what is when the two special branch dudes are talking and they're looking at the pictures and listening to what this dude who was just be- a spy who was just beaten to death. And one guy is just like, so what do we have? Just some orgy. <laughs> it's like the most routine thing he's ever said. <laughs> and so it's just evidence of some orgy. Very good. So when, they go to the house to investigate. For whatever reason, they bring Jessica Van Helsing with them. They bring her with them just to tell her to stay in the car? Yeah. Like, why did she come at all? Yeah. She doesn't work for MI5, but she keeps wanting to go in and help. And they say, 
Uh, I think it's actually Inspector Murray who's like, I've got a way you can help us. Stay in the car. And if we don't come back in an hour, ring 315. Or whatever it is. <laughs> it's just like, why did she come at all? But And, bef- and I, know, I know you're wondering, it's not like, call 999. It's like, he tells her, like, ring 315 and tell Kensington we want to see him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a weird, super specific thing. Like, like she would know what he was talking about. Yeah. But she sneaks in anyway. Behind them. Right. Right. The two spies go inside and start talking to the lady who performed the ritual earlier. Jessica goes downstairs and finds a cellar full of coffins. Which is perfectly normal, right? She does not react to this as though it is at all weird. Until... 20 vampire ladies, including the MI5 secretary who was kidnapped by the best dudes. Yeah, Jenny. For God's sakes, Jenny. She uh, pops out also as one of the vampire women who are downstairs. She screams her head off. There's a an engagement between the spies and the vampires. Finally, Jenny gets killed with a stake. And the spies get away. As that's all happening, Lorimer Van Helsing is meeting his colleague, Julian Keeley. The Nobel Prize winner. Uh, who was We a, need to mumble more if we're going to get this across. The Nobel Prize winner. Uh, he is a renowned bacteriologist. And he's acting a little weird. Uh-huh. Ben Helsing's trying to, like, talk to him in measured tones. And he's just talking about how he's been under a lot of stress, and these clients that he's working for have him working on something that's due by the 23rd of this month, and it must be done by the 23rd of this month, um, or or he's going to be in a lot of trouble. And mm-hmm. he's works as hard as he can on it, but the 23rd is still in a few days, so he feels like he still has time. And then it really takes a turn, where Keeley starts talking about how Satan is the most powerful being in the universe. Yeah, that part is pretty dope, actually. <laughs> he and, goes, oh, what, how does he say it? Because he says, like, they're having this conversation, he's like, oh yes, I've just been under so much stress. Normal. Evil is supreme, you know. <laughs> it's very good. He says Satan is the most powerful thing. We should all just turn to him and start following him because, you know, what's sleuth. more powerful? Yeah. Don't get involved in sloth. Then he spills the beans and says that he has developed a new strain of bubonic plague. Mm-hmm. That is even more virulent and contagious than it was during the Black Plague. It can be spread by touch. Which is important. Which is important. Everything that he says in this conversation is very important to the plot. Uh, Matt, can I talk about how he made this new strain of bubonic plague? Please do. Uh, It's radioactive bubonic plague. (laughs) 
Yeah. He shot that shit up with radiation and made, like, a Hulk bubonic plague. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, that is basically what he says, and it is pretty fantastic. Now, it's worth noting that original flavor bubonic plague is bad. Is bad. It was spread by bites. Uh huh. It was spread by flea bites specifically. Mm hmm. This is spread by touch. You would think, though, if we're going to jack this shit up <laughs> with radiation, wouldn't we want to also, like, do some genetic spicing up so that it's just, like, infectious through the air? Okay, Matt, first of all. By touch? First of all, Matt, it's 1973. Do no, you think the people at Hammer Films are, are like, what if they just genetically alter it? No, they're going to shoot up a fucking radiation. Because <laughs> that's what you do in the mid-70s. Second of all, the Hulk can't fly. Spider-Man can't fly. Firestorm can, I guess. But, you know, usually the radiation guys, they don't fly. Radioactive Man can't fly. That's the Marvel Comics Radioactive Man. The Simpsons Radioactive Man does fly, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm just saying, if you're going to go, go all out, right? I, look, I, look, I am just telling you my understanding of radiation and how it works. So, obviously, Van Helsing gets a little upset about this. And he says, Kaylee, how could you have done this? And then he gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot with a gun. Yeah. And this is how you can tell that this movie happens in England, because nobody seems to be sure what a gun does. We were so confused by this. Yeah. Because he gets shot with a gun. What seems to be a few hours later, he just wakes up. Yeah, he falls and, over, he passes out, and then a couple hours later, he wakes up. And he sees Keeley uh, has hung himself, hanged himself, uh, from the ceiling. Because he's done this horrible thing of creating this Black Plague. You would suspect that possibly IMDb would have some attempt at an explanation of what happened when Van Helsing got shot. Uh-huh. Let me read you this part of the Wikipedia summary of the movie. Oh, I wish ben, you would, Matt. Van Helsing is shot by a guard and passes out. When he revives, Keeley's dead body hangs from the ceiling, and the plague bacillus is gone. Peter you know, Cushing. You know how getting shot works? When you just get shot, and then you wake up later, and you're okay? Peter, okay, first of all, there is zero blood. There is not like a... It does not come up again for the rest of the movie. He just, he's not Peter, limping, he's not hobbling, nothing. Yeah, it is never mentioned again. And Peter Cushing plays off being shot by kind of like rubbing his head like he's got a hangover. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Oh, oof. Got, a, got a little dizzy and lightheaded there from standing up so soon after I got shot with a gun. I mean, maybe he got hit with a rubber bullet? If, were rubber bullets a thing in 1973? Um, I mean, Matt, it's certainly not mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Does just nobody who made this movie know how guns work? There is a level 
of cold not giving a fuck in this movie that I don't think we have seen in quite some time. It is MDGAF. <laughs> movie don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, All right, so so he shakes off getting shot. And he goes back Real cash. to his office where he calls in the whole investigative team. Because he wants to tell them about what is so significant about the 23rd of this month. Which, I think at one point they may say it's the 11th month, but they never yes. say what the month is. It is always the 23rd of this month. Yeah. It is never the 23rd of November. Or like, here's the thing, that's in two days. <laughs> so they never say like, it, not only is it in two days, it's actually tomorrow night at midnight. And they never just go like, tomorrow? We gotta get this done by tomorrow? No, it's always like, yeah, the, the, the 23rd of this of this month. The 23rd of this month is what is known as the Sabbat of the Undead. Mm-hmm. It is one of numerous Sabbats of the Undead that coincide with great catastrophes in the world. The start of two world wars occurred on the Sabbat of the Undead. Right, the 23rd of November, as we all know. Van Helsing also has gone through Keeley's research. He found Keeley's notes, and found through that that Keeley's research has been funded by a property owner named Dee Dee Denham. Dee Dee Denham. Dracula, Dracula Denham. Dracula, double cross Denham. And that's D E D E N H A M, not yeah. D E N I M, which is what it sounds like they're saying. It's Denham. Yeah, but it's it's Dee Dee Denham. Ben Helsing has figured out that this guy is probably Dracula. <laughs> Immediately, because D.D. Denham built his office building over Dracula's grave. <laughs> yes, over the church where he destroyed Dracula two years ago. Uh-huh. And did not do a great job. Also, he's like, hey, that photo of an empty doorway, I bet Dracula was in that. Yeah, because you can't – Draculas don't show up in mirrors, so you can't get can't, a picture of him. Can't take a photo. Yeah. And all the Scotland Yard and MI5 dudes are like, okay, yes, vampires exist. Yeah, there's no vampires are real discussion, and I don't know if I love that or not, because I kind of love it. Yeah. They, they, well, they have seen vampires at this point, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> they saw the vampires in the basement. So that's when Van Helsing is like, okay, here's how we deal with vampires. Obviously. Silver. That's the big one. Yep. You can use the Hawthorne tree, because that is what was made into the crown of thorns. It's, it's all it's all symbolic stuff of goodness. So like running water, which symbolizes purity and the light of day. And then Jenny goes or not Jenny, Jessica goes and a stake through the heart. He Very also mentions intense. he also mentions using crosses. Yes, the crosses. Oh, and the and the holy word of our God written in the Bible. That's right. The group splits up yet again. Mm-hmm. 
Van Helsing, Laura Moore Van Helsing, goes to what used to be the church where Dracula died. Mm-hmm. And it's now D.D. Denim headquarters. Yes, D.D. Denim International. Now, before that happens, we see Van Helsing making a silver bullet, which takes a literal hour. We see it in real time. (laughs) And he makes one. He makes exactly one and puts its tiny. He puts in his little tiny gun. Yep, his little derringer. (laughs) It's like the it's like the tip of a pencil. It is so tiny. But you know, it makes sense. Maybe that's the only way he thought he could get into the office. The office where all the security guard asks him is, you don't have a camera, do you? Which you can't even take a picture of Dracula anyway. Yeah, but he would know if he took a picture of Dracula. And then he developed it and Dracula wasn't in it that he was a Dracula. Okay, but hang on. Okay, yeah. let's Wait a minute. So, Van Helsing shows up to the office building. He goes up to the security guard. The security guard goes, "Uh, what are you here to do? And Van Helsing goes, oh, I'm here to see D.D. Denham. I have business with him. And the guy's like, who are you? And he goes, oh, I'm Lorimer Van Helsing. And he goes, go on up. (laughs) Yeah, because he's like, oh, no one sees D.D. Denham. Not no way, not no how. And then there's cameras in the lobby. I actually thought this was kind of cool. There's cameras in the lobby, and then Peter Cushing looks up at one of them and goes, yeah, my name's Van Helsing. He'll want to see me, which is pretty cool. But you would think that Dracula would be like, no, don't send him up here. But no, he lets him in. No problem. And here's the weirdest part. Dracula's not letting him in to kill him, which seems to be completely within his power. Dracula does a lot of not killing people. In this movie, because Dracula's a fucking idiot in this movie. He's so stupid. But yeah, he's a real dum-dum. So, uh, pushing, but, or Van Helsing goes in the elevator. He pushes the red button to go up directly to Denim's office. Yeah, and, he, and again, he's not inviting him to kill him. He's inviting him to try and convince him he's not Dracula. So, Van Helsing walks in. And there's a guy sitting behind a desk. He's in shadow. There's a lamp in front of him turned sideways so that the light points straight at the chair in front of his desk. Like, mm-hmm. basically like an interrogation light right. on where Van Helsing is going to be sitting. And it's extremely clearly Christopher Lee doing a voice. And his yeah. voice for D.D. Denham is, oh, my hello, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Van Helsing. I am D.D. Denham. He's doing a Bella Lugosi impression. It's so bonkers. I am just a humble businessman. So they, they have a conversation where D.D. Denham is trying to convince Van Helsing that this is all just business. Van Helsing, being very smart, uh-huh. turns the lamp around and says, hey, you're Dracula. Oh, no, Matt. You are absolutely forgetting his amazing move that he does before this. Please tell me the amazing move. Okay. So, at, w- at one point, Van Helsing li- is like, do you mind if I light a cigarette? It helps well, me concentrate. I right. have it, I know. <laughs> And then he lights this cigarette, 
Then he just reaches onto his desk while making full eye contact, and like a cat grabs a bunch of books and pulls them off the desk towards him, and then goes, I'm sorry, how clumsy. It's the least accidental-looking fake accident that ever happened. It is extremely choice. Extremely on purpose. And then he goes down under the desk, and he puts, I think it's a Bible. Because we did not know what it was as we were watching it, but I mean, that's what it's got to be, right? Because it, it looks like a... It's a tiny little box. Is what it, it yeah, looks it looks like. like a snuff box or something, but it's yeah. like, it's got to be like a little, like, ornate Bible. It has to be, because it's the only other thing that is not brought back from that little speech about what kills vampires. Yeah. Uh, so he mixes it in with the papers, and then he puts them on the desk... And then, at one point, Dee Dee Denham, like, puts his hand on the desk, right on top of this tiny, the corner that's sticking out from these papers of this tiny little Bible. And it's like, <laughs> like, that was your plan? And and smoke comes up from his hand. Yeah, and he's like, he's, he's burned. And then Van Helsing pops up and he goes, I knew you were Dracula, and turns the lamp around, and there's Christopher Lee in the full Dracula getup. Uh-huh. Well, what else is he going to wear, Matt? That's Good clothes. That's, his tra- that's Dracula's clothes. He doesn't own any other clothes. Yeah, it's like Batman. We all know what Batman's supposed to look like. We all know what Spider-Man's supposed to look like. We all know what Dracula's supposed to look like. He might as well be wearing the metal, right? He's he's in full Dracula getup. Uh, and- you mean his penmanship metal? I love it. Yes. Uh, and so... He has two goons, two not the vest guys, different guys. These are the other dudes from the ceremony. Well, first, Van Helsing pulls out his gun, his extremely tiny gun, and Christopher Lee, who was moments ago doing this voice, is like, a gun. Van Helsing, you know a gun won't destroy me. Because he's Christopher Lee now. Yeah, and Van Helsing goes, silver bullets. <laughs> And Christopher Lee gets such an oh shit look on his face. It's very funny. But then one of the dudes... I did forget that there was a specific gun thing that could in fact destroy me. One of the dudes runs up and like tackles Van Helsing. So he misfires. He misses <laughs> with his one bullet. And... Uh, that we watched him make in real time. That's right. And Van Helsing is there, thereby... In the clutches of Dracula. Meanwhile, the two spy dudes. And, and this is when the dudes are like, this is when the dudes are like, hey, um, should we kill him? And Dracula's like, it cannot be that simple for him. That's right. I must have my revenge. I have my revenge. So the two spy guys from earlier in the movie, Inspector Murray and Jessica, all go back to Pelham House. Basically just to do reconnaissance. They're like sitting on hillsides watching with binoculars. And the vest dudes start shooting fucking sniper sniper rifles at them. <laughs> yeah, which could put them to sleep for up to three hours. That's right. But they flip out. Like, Jessica and Murray are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, because there's a part where... There's a part where he's like, uh, we, we gotta we gotta get moving, we can't let him pin us down. And then there's another shot, and he's like, we gotta run like hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, at uh, first they're like, they're using silences. 
we must figure out what to do. And then as soon as there's another shot, they just bolt. They're using silencers. I think the two spy guys get killed at this point. But Murray and Jessica run to the back to their car. There's a moment where Murray tells Jessica, which is not very comforting, oh, if he wanted us dead, we'd be dead by now. Yeah. He like tries to calm her down with that. They get to the car. Another vest dude is inside the car. Uh-huh. So they get captured. They get taken back to the basement where all those lady vampires are. Jess- well, Jessica is actually taken to, like, a ceremonial chamber. Murray is taken to the basement. And Murray encounters the woman who was running the ceremony at the beginning of the movie. And she tells Murray, hey, uh, help me get out of here. Help me get out of this house. I'm a prisoner just like you. And he goes, and <laughs> go, go ahead. Murray, who's a fucking idiot... <laughs> says but but you live here <laughs> real idiot and he she says well not by choice yeah she has to explain this concept to him twice and but it is all a trick like she reveals her vampire fangs and all these other vampires come out of the woodwork to attack him he remembers the thing about running water so he Sets off the sprinkler. This old ass house has a sprinkler system. <laughs> he, he sets off the sprinkler, and the running water makes all the lady vampires in the basement um, die. Yeah, that's not how that works. Elsewhere in the house, Dracula and his two lackeys return. His Drackeys. With Van Helsing. And that's the point in the movie where I was like, how did they get there? Did Dracula ride in a car? And he must have. Yeah, he had to. We're not, gonna, we're not about to see Christopher Lee transform into a bat. My guy, my fellow. So they all rode in a car back to the house. Go through the drive-thru. I'm famished. I would like a fried apple pie. Give me... Three burritos bel grande. It's been a long night. The Lord of the Undead craves fourth meal. (laughs) Do you have Baja Blast? So, Jessica is tied up on this altar. And Dracula reveals his plan. He is going to make Jessica his consort. Just to fuck over... Van Helsing. Straight up because he hates Van Helsing. He also is going to make Van Helsing and the three other dudes that are there. Every, everybody of who was in the five except for Keeley, who's dead. Yeah, who's, who's dead. He's going to make them his quote-unquote four horsemen. Matt, I'm going to request uh, that you go ahead and put that. Yeah, right in there, if you okay. don't mind. What the four horsemen are going to do. My is, God, I almost forgot about the four horsemen. Van Helsing, get out of here. Is carry 
this new radioactive version of bubonic plague throughout the world. Uh-huh. The atomic bubonic. The, Never called other, the atomic plague. It should be. Absolutely. Should be. Absolutely should be. The other dudes, the other members of the Four Horsemen are like, hold on a minute, Dracula. That's That wasn't our deal. We were supposed to – you promised us power and wealth. What yeah, is this about? It's really unclear at this point if they know he's Dracula or if they think they're bargaining with the mastermind of their cabal, Dee Dee Dunham. He's so obviously Dracula, though. Well, yeah, Matt, I know that because because uh, I know what Dracula looks like. <laughs> so they uh, don't want to do this, but as the clock approaches midnight, Dracula uses his power of hypnotic suggestion, which is just staring the shit out of the guy holding the vial of bubonic plague, until he breaks it in his hand, and. He is immediately covered in pustules and horrible sickness. Somehow, nobody else in that room gets sick. Well, he doesn't touch anybody else. He doesn't touch anybody else, but boy, it's weird. Yeah. Also, like, when the shit starts to go south, because what happens is the room catches on fire. Well, you've got Inspector Murray in another room of the house. Mm-hmm. After he escaped to the basement, he's in a room with like a video feed from the ritual chamber. Yeah, that's when he goes in and he's like, Are you open to a deal? Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty good. So he's watching all this happen. And he finally decides, like, oh, I guess I got to go down there and help out. When the vest guy starts attacking him. He deals with the vest guy. Then he shows up just as the bubonic plague is being released. As the guard is trying to attack him, he smashes a computer console that starts the fire, which then leads to there being a hole in the ceiling. Cause the, this computer room is right above the ritual room. Mm-hmm. There's a huge hole that opens up in the ceiling. And then the whole fucking thing is ablaze. Yes. So it's Murray who starts the fire, kind of. Okay. And Dracula does nothing. Like, Dracula just kind of stands there watching it all go down, which is pretty weird. And also, Van Helsing kind of does nothing. Murray finally shows up, and he's like, hey, go get Jessica. <laughs> hey, Murray, get Jessica and get her out of here. <laughs> which, uh, Van Helsing, you could have done that. Weird. Yeah, it's very weird. But it's all so that Van Helsing and Dracula can fight each other. Boy, oh boy. Now, here's here's the thing. Uh, Peter well, Cushing first, was old when this movie came out. This is four years before Star Wars. Yes, he was, he was an elderly man. Maybe that's why he couldn't carry Jessica out, because he was too frail. But he goes running out, and Dracula comes after him without saving the only person carrying the bubonic plague he wants to use to kill all of humanity and take over the world. Yes. He just lets well, that dude burn. Also, there's a whole weird thing about how this is Dracula's plot to commit suicide because he's going to kill everybody on Earth and then the, he won't be able to feed as a vampire. And Van Helsing mentions this at one point. He's like, Dracula, don't, you know, you know what you're doing. You'll destroy yourself as well. And Christopher Lee 
no sells it. There is like zero reaction to this, and I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, you were saying about Peter Cushing's advanced stage. Yeah. So if you were hoping that we get a good big, if Van Helsing's going to pull out his whip and uh, and take on take on Dracula, that uh, is not what happens. No. Instead, Van Helsing goes running out into the woods. And remembers things he said. He has a flashback to his own dialogue, which is great. Earlier in the movie, which is that the thorns from a hawthorn tree can harm vampires. He happens to just be standing in front of a hawthorn tree. So he runs around behind it and uses it essentially as a shield yeah, well, he yeah he walks around it. I think that's a key point that we cannot really overstate, Matt. He walks around it, and then he goes, Dracula! And Dracula sees him, and he's like, I'm going straight through this fucking bush. Yeah, so Dracula just walks through the bush and gets real cut up. Yeah, he gets... <laughs> so it's Dracula, Lord of the Undead, Master of Darkness, just getting fucking cut up by a bush. He's like, ah! Ow! <laughs> He, like, his clothes get tangled up on it. He looks so fucking dumb. He looks like an idiot, because he, he could have walked around it. So he goes through the bush, and finally he gets through it, but he's, like, down on the ground, like, ow, fuck, ow, shit. Because yeah. the last thing that happens is he trips over it. It kind of snags him by the shoes, and he just trips over it. Van Helsing grabs one slat of a picket fence. Uh-huh. Out of the ground. Probably shouldn't have that at Dracula's here headquarters. Just a... Real just, bad design choice. Yeah. And he just runs Dracula through with the the piece of fence. Mm-hmm. Dracula dies. He burns away. Then we see his skeleton. Then the skeleton burns away. This all happens in real time. Yes. Then Van Helsing kneels down and just picks up a ring off the ground. Dracula's Dracula's, Dracula's ring. And then the credits roll. Chris, what are our high points of the Satanic Rites of Dracula? Well, I mean, look, it is a Hammer Dracula movie. It's like, even though he's kind of bad and stupid in this... Chris Ridley is always going to be fun as Dracula. Like, he has such a good look. Yeah. He does completely no-sell any emotional content, though. There is an iconic quality to Christopher Lee as Dracula and Peter Cushing as Van Helsing that cannot be denied, even if the quality of the movie is not great. Suspect at best. Yeah. Um, there are also a handful of like clever, funny moments, yeah. right? Like one Inspector the, Murray going, "Can we make a deal?" <laughs> yeah, one of the things we talked about when we were watching it is, as much as this movie kind of feels padded out, it has a pretty good plot. Like, I the things that it explains are not the things that it should be explaining, but the plot is actually pretty fun. Like, Dracula is going to make a super plague. Dracula as a straight James Bond villain is actually yeah. a pretty fun way to go about it. 
and and that's one of the things we talked about as we were watching it. It's like this is well into James Bond times. Yeah. And very clearly Hammer was just like let's bring some James Bondiness into this Dracula movie. Yes, very it, much so. It doesn't entirely work, but it is fun and something that was relevant for the time. It doesn't entirely work, but I feel like if Murray and Van Helsing were the same character, like if if Peter Cushing hadn't had to be like a 70-year-old man, <laughs> yeah. Like who can who apparently can shake off gunshots, so whatever. But one of the things we talked about was this has more of a plot than Dracula 1972. Yeah. But not as much of a plot as uh, Taste the Blood of Dracula, which also heavily involves satanic rites and a cult of kind of rich assholes, and is like a million times better. I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, I think all of our high points are gonna be dulled somewhat mm-hmm. by how interminable some of the things in this movie are. But, yeah, there. I think the character moments are some of the best moments. Like, yeah. The stuff with Van Helsing's colleague, Julian Keeley, like just kind of losing his mind, right? Yeah. That stuff's pretty good. The stuff with Murray flipping out about getting shot at with sniper rifles. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the good stuff in this movie. Like little moments, I think. Chris, what have we got for low points of Satanic Rites of Dracula? Um, it. It spends a lot of time on stuff that it doesn't need to spend a lot of time on and and does nothing that you would expect it to actually devote some screen time to, right? There's no, like, charisma or or chemistry between or relationship developed between Murray and Jessica. There's no real, like, explanation of, of Julian being in Dracula's thrall. Like, there should be. <laughs> like... Flashing back to Renfield. I mean, admittedly, this is like the seventh one, so I feel like people probably know what's up at this point. But there's a lot that's just not dealt with. Well, and and there's a lot of characters we don't ever really get to meet, so their ends are not – they just kind of happen. Yeah. Like, like the guy who breaks the bacteria vial and gets infected by the plague, that's John Porter, who we discover is like the leader of this cult. Yeah. We never really learn anything about John Porter. You know? It's very weird. We never and really learn anything about Jessica. We never really learn anything about the girl who is there in the ritual at the beginning of the movie. We don't really learn anything about Van Helsing, except that at one point he goes, oh yeah, I killed Dracula two years ago. Guess it didn't take. Yeah. yeah. It's... It's so focused on events and not very focused on characters. Mm-hmm. And that makes the movie have less of an impact, I think. Also, things in this movie just make no sense at all. The the thing with Van Helsing getting shot and then just being fine, boy, do I not get it. Yeah, it's bonkers. All right, Chris. Let's uh, let's give some final thoughts about the Satanic Rites of Dracula. I mean, absolutely watch it. It's super fun. <laughs> like I, it's I love Hammer Dracula's, but I do feel like this is among the weakest of them. 
for it sure. both rules and sucks. You you were not wrong when you said that. Yeah. It's also worth noting that at least on the Amazon Prime version of this movie, there is a word of caution at the beginning. It's not a warning. The actual title on it is Word of Caution. And the message is, given that some of these videos are extremely old and their original audio quality is not very good, we have tried to improve it to the best possible quality. However, due to their inherent quality problems, you might still have a few instances where the audio is of a slightly lower volume. Brother, I think that word of caution applies to more than the volume. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie before that just goes, hey, this is going to look bad. We tried. And you're but not that is exactly to, what is on there. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to hear things. But also, it's just kind of like, word of caution, there's like a five-minute scene where Van Helsing makes a silver bullet, and you see the whole thing. <laughs> just, just, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Look, I said watch it because it's fun, because it's a Hammer Dracula movie. There are six better ones. So you're saying all the other Hammer Dracula movies are better. I feel like this is the worst one. AD 1972 is fun for the concept. Yes. But there are long stretches of it where, like, just nothing's happening. I feel like that is a commonality between all these movies, to be quite honest. Some are better about it than others. I mean, that's true. But, I mean... This certainly isn't as good as Taste of Blood. It's cert- honestly, it's not as good as Horror of Dracula, which is really good. Like, I think a better adaptation of the novel than most other productions, including yeah. more famous productions. Let's see. Dracula's Risen from the Grave is better. Prince of Darkness is more fun. Uh, and I would say even Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires is a little bit more fun because it's at least got Kung Fu. What about Brides of Dracula? Brides of Dracula, I don't know about. I, I like. I mean, I know about it, but like, I cannot call it to mind. I bet it's good, though. I bet it is. Um, Dracula does not appear in this film. Oh, that's right. It's the one with just uh, Cushing as Van Helsing. Yeah, that's right. So it's probably not not the best of the best. Because <laughs> because I don't know. I feel like Christopher Lee is kind of the make or break element of these movies. Yeah, but I bet it's I bet it's interesting. It probably is. It's it's probably worth watching. I it's hard for me to gauge which of these is better than than the others. I feel like you can you can identify a hammer, not just Dracula movie, but horror movie by seeing how they padded it out into feature length. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, like I, I would rather watch the other Hammer Dracula movies I've seen than this one. This one is oversold by the title. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But we still had fun. I had fun. I, enjoy, definitely... I always enjoy watching these movies, but that's not true. Sometimes I fucking hate watching these movies with you. Well, it's not, but it's not because of us, but because of the movies themselves. This is definitely one to put on at a party. If you're having like a Halloween party, you you could be a lot worse off than putting the Satanic Rites of Dracula on the TV 
as people are milling around and drinking Halloween punch or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for our October movie fighters. We'll be back in November with a movie we have discussed seeing. We may end up seeing something else. We've been told about two new My Little Pony Equestria Girls movies on Netflix. But we had talked about a different movie for November for Movie Fighters, so we will see. Solve the mystery with us next month. (laughs) Then it's going to be December, and then there's going to be that new Kurt Russell movie where he plays Santa Claus on Netflix, so... Hell yeah. Hell yes. Our music is by Michael Kill. Our website was designed by Sean Boggess. The Snack Situation theme is by Matt Fisher. See you in November, everybody. Until then, keep running that water. (laughs) Keep going through those hawthorn bushes. Taste that blood of Dracula. Bye, everybody. We love you. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chibata collection. How do you want it? Ooh, I'll take the slam poetry. Sure. Italian Chibata with fresh mozzarella. When hunger reigns, you're my flavor umbrella. Tasty garlic steak and provolone. With you, my taste buds are never alone. Savory chicken pesto. You have my affection. For you complete the Chibata collection. Thank you. Get them before they're gone at Subway. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chibata collection. How do you want it? Ooh, I'll take the slam poetry. Sure. Italian Chibata with fresh mozzarella. When hunger reigns, you're my flavor umbrella. Tasty garlic steak and provolone. With you, my taste buds are never alone. Savory chicken pesto. You have my affection. For you complete the Chibata collection. Thank you. Get them before they're gone at Subway. Limited time only at participating restaurants.